Gamecocks Now. It's the ultimate USC sports newsletter. Get inside access to all Carolina sports year-round. Written by Post and Courier reporter David Kloniger, Gamecocks Now includes insights and experience from his over 20 years on the beat. You won't find this from anyone else. Plus, subscribers get access to all Carolina and Clemson sports stories on the Post and Courier's website. Start your two-week free trial today at postandcourier.com slash Now. How's it going, everybody? This is David Kloniger with the Charleston Post and Courier, welcoming you to another edition of Countdown to Kickoff. We appreciate you guys coming by, and we also appreciate all the subscribers to the Gamecocks Now newsletter, which is available with your Post and Courier subscription. And as always, we have a free two-week free trial. As my guest today, as we wrap up Tennessee and preview Vanderbilt, is one of South Carolina's all-time greatest receivers from the upstate of South Carolina, Mr. Jermail Kelly. Jermail, how you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm Not good. a problem, man. Thanks for joining. Well, let's get right into it, man. I, I know you're still a passionate Carolina guy. You were watching the Tennessee game last week. What was your thought, first of all, of the game, and your thoughts, second of all, when you saw the the infamous play down on the goal line there. <laughs> I, you know, any anytime I watch uh, our Gamecocks, you know, I, I it's always a it's a, always a pleasure to just to tune in to see you know what you're gonna get. But you know, anytime you know, anytime we lose, you know, I, I it, it just ruins my whole day. Um, and, and the way we lost, it, it was definitely bad. Um, but, you know, just seeing the infamous play, you know, I, I, I was speechless. I, I'm going to just be honest with you. I was I was speechless um, just to see it happen. But, you know, we, we, we got a long way to go. That's, I mean, we, it, it, we will get there, but we still have a long way to go. That's the thing, Jamel. I mean, a lot of people, of course, were harping on it. I was harping on it, but it's a case like, you know something? It happened. It's over with now, and there are bigger issues besides that play. I thought the defense played pretty well after that disastrous uh, first quarter. I thought the offense kind of settled in and was, again, like they did against Troy, trying to find some new ways to move the ball. Offensively, Jamel, what did you think of how South Carolina played, uh, you know, after – uh, that they got down 28 to nothing. And what do you think they can improve on? Well, honestly, I, me personally, and it's just my opinion, it, I, I personally think it's the offensive play calls. Um, it, it, some, it, it's just, it just sometimes don't fit our offense. And, I, and I, you know, as a, being a high school coach, I also coach here in the upstate and, and just seeing some of the, the offensive play calling. Um, it, it kind of bothers you sometimes, um, you know, and I can understand we're trying to establish a run game, but at some point, you know, it, it and it's, it's hard for me to even say sometimes because I don't want to discredit the, the offense coordinator um, because I know how, how these jobs can be sometimes, but, I, I you know, it, it's just that we, we got to regroup and see which direction you know, as far as an offense, which way you want to go? Do you want to establish the run or do you want to spread it out? Or do you want to be 50 50? Um, but we got to establish some kind of base offense to what, what, and, and for our kids to be excited about too, as well. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, I, I believe in, in, in the, the staff down there and I feel like we have a good staff right now. And if, you know, it's it just got to be, we got to be together right now and understand what we're going to do because 
it, it's it's sometimes it's all over the place, and you know. But it, you know, I, again, I just I don't want to discredit the the coaching staff because they're doing a great job. The kids starting to believe, and, and that's the direction we want to be headed into. That's the thing, uh, Jermaine. I look at it, and you hear the, the terms in offense like rhythm and, and flow and feel, and it just seems like South Carolina hasn't been able to find a lot of that on offense this year. I mean, we thought coming into the year that the running game would be a strength. They've had some injuries there from the offseason. Luke Doty's had a banged-up foot, but the offensive line has not played well. Just you're, you're an offensive guy. You've coached offense in, in high school. How, how tough is it to try to get that rhythm and then, more importantly, stay in it? throughout the course of a game or, or a season? All, uh, offense, and it is so funny that you say that because that's the same situation we're having at our high school uh, right now. Um, you know, the defense is playing well, but the offense is just trying to find that rhythm uh, or our identity um, to to lead up to these games to, to be successful. Um, and, and as an offensive guy, and just playing on offense, it takes – it more than a, a lot of rep, repetitions to to get that that going um you know it, it's it's a lot that comes with the offensive side because you know you have so many different fronts you have a you know a three-man front you have four-man fronts you have different coverages so it, it's so many ways that you you can run these offenses but um just trying to establish your base offense and, and feel comfortable with running it you know, it, it takes time. It, it really does. And I mean that, you know, you're supposed to start this in the springtime and it carry on to the fall time. But right now, just like, you know, I just don't feel like we have our identity, our identity right now of what we want to do on offense. Jamel, back when you played, you know, it was unfortunate that you guys went through some some long stretches without a win. Just how tough is it to not only keep you, your, yourself and your teammates up, but, you know, your fan base up? Because especially with South Carolina after they've had some success, now it kind of seems like everybody's just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop there, waiting for something bad to happen. How hard is it to get the fan base and your teammates out of that rut when things haven't been going well for a little while? Well, I can just say for our fan base, it, it's always been outstanding. Uh, even though when we went one and one and twelve, or one and uh, one and eleven, and zero and eleven, I mean, it was it, the fan base was always still there, um, and they they they're just a great group of people. I mean, the fan base, uh, and I, I can I can't say less than that. But you know, you are gonna have people talking. It's easy to coach from the stands. Anybody can coach from the stands. But in, when you're out there and you you're in the trenches. It, it, it's a different. It's a different outcome. Um, but you know, I I, I love our fan base. It, it, you know, it, and it, it will continue to keep growing because of the state of South Carolina. You know, I, I deal with a lot of the Clemson people up here because of the upstate. And you know, here recently, I hadn't been hearing a lot of them. Um, and and we all know the reason why. But I just rather leave that alone. Um, but you know, we 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 will. Beamer has them in the right direction, and and our fan base will always be there. But you know, just to hear you know over eighty thousand people just screaming and hollering, and and you know, even with the Vanderbilt game this week, I, I feel like we'll come out victorious uh, because we're at home. Uh, our fan base, and it will definitely energize our our, our players to you know compete. 
That's a perfect segue into it, uh, Jamel. You know, playing Vanderbilt at home this week, it's homecoming. It's a mid-afternoon game, but not a noon kickoff. The sun will be shining. Vanderbilt, frankly, not a very good team. And I'm telling you, for everybody who's tuning in, South Carolina ought to win this game and it ought to win this game comfortably. So, Jamel, I don't know how much you've watched uh, of Vanderbilt at all, but just talking specifically about South Carolina, what do they got to do early to go ahead and get this game over with and, and put it in the bag and make everybody comfortable? We, we have to just strike first, um, and that's that's the main thing. Um, and it, it's always been like that. We strike first, score, defense get involved, get get our fan base involved, uh, even offense start having fun. And and just establishing the run game of, you know, whatever direction they want to go, we have to strike first and, and 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 put that stamp on it. And and as the game go on, you know, as as you're winning you continue to have fun. Uh, but when you're trying to catch up from behind, it is, it, it, you know, you get the fingers pointing and it, it, it's a bad thing. But again, we, we're at home and I just feel like our fan base will, will energize our players to, to come out victorious. I mean, looking at it, there's been some things that have been working lately offensively, Jermail, the fullback, uh, getting him in there to kind of help free the the running game some, using a lot of re uh, receiver end rounds and reverses. That's something I'm sure that makes you smile. Just what are some more of those tweaks and wrinkles that Marcus Satterfield can put in to help this offense out? You know, just completing the short stuff, letting that athletes be athletes. Um, not, you know, and, and that comes along with the quarterback and his thinking. Um, you know, just, you know, we don't have to go for the, the big, the big touchdown thing here is just, you know, march it down the field, Com you know, you know, complete um, your passes, your short game, um, you know, win on third down conversions. Um, and that's just something you have to do throughout the whole game. Um, and, and if you do that, you, you, you'll definitely be successful. I've always wanted to ask any player this, Jermail, but, you know, they're playing Vanderbilt this week while the SC State Fair is going on. When you were playing and you had a fair week, how did you guys treat that? Did any of y'all ever go out after the game right across the street and grab yourself a corn dog or something? I can honestly say I I went to the fair my freshman year, <laughs> and but I was I was redshirted, so of course we enjoyed it. But after that, after the games, it, it was you know you you were so banged up after the games you didn't. <laughs> You, a lot of times you didn't have time to go because you was ready to go home or or be with your, my, you know, like my roommates, John Abraham, Boo Williams, and, and Donovan Norman. We was we were all we was ready to to get back to our room to you know either celebrate or which in our case it wasn't too much celebrating. We was wanting to hide our face, but um, but you know our, our senior year it, it was differently. But you know, but other than that, it we didn't. We didn't do too much of the fair because of the seasons we had. We we basically didn't want to show our face. Yeah, and obviously, if you guys didn't know, uh, Jamel Kelly is one of his roommates. John Abraham got inducted in the USC Athletic Hall of Fame. Yes. Really good to see Big Bad John back in Columbia. And yes, he is still as large as you <laughs> was talking on the defensive line here at USC. Uh, but, Jamal, you know, getting back to, to the Vanderbilt game, um, South Carolina's defense has actually been playing pretty well this season. They didn't have a great first quarter against Tennessee, kind of regrouped after that. What have you seen from a coach's chair that has allowed South Carolina to be this strong defensively early or midway through the year? 
Well, again, you know, the defense, like you, you just mentioned, they they have been playing well. And and the defense, defense win games. Um so with with that being said, they've they've come out and and definitely done a good job. It's just now keeping them off the field to rest them. You know, we can't as an offense, we can't go in and 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 go three out and and put them back on the field every every play again we have to continue to get first downs and and march our way down the field to keep the defense off but you know with that with that being said defense have been playing really well with the interceptions they you know they they forcing third downs punts that you know it's 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 a lot of good stuff they're doing and I can only see them growing to get better um so you know, defense is really not what's hurting us. It's, it's our offensive side of it right now. Yeah, that's one thing. It's it's a statistic I looked up uh, this week, Jamel. Since the Eastern Illinois game, so five games since, South, South Carolina scored seven offensive touchdowns. Seven. They've got yeah. all year. The defense has scored three touchdowns. So you know, exactly. we all know what it is. I mean, it's, it's just got to get better. I wish there was a, a solution I could say other than play better. That's just kind of where South Carolina is right now. Um, you know, looking at the overall record, Jamel, the Gamecocks are three and three. And I think that most people probably would have taken that at this point of the season, just looking at how the early schedule is. How do you think the rest of the schedule sets up? You got Vanderbilt and then you got five pretty tough games, but those games have had the ability to change in terms of, well, I think USC might could win one of those. How do you see the rest of the season shaking out? I, I, I we, you know, at this point we, you have to go, you know, game, game by game. And, and, and honestly, I feel like we can win. They have to believe they can win. Um, you can't have that loser's limp going into a game, don't not thinking you are believing that you can win. And if you if you start thinking like that, you know, of course you won't win. But they just got to believe, and, and I feel like we definitely. And I, that's my honest opinion that I really think we compete with with these other teams. Um, they they just got to be that one unit that believe that they can go out there and, and be victorious. And 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 just compete. It's, it's all about the, the competing and uh-huh. and beating the man that's in front of you. Um, but, you know, again, I, and I'm pretty sure Beamer will have them to where they can believe because, I mean, he's really energetic himself. And, and you know, just meeting him and being around him and, and the other coaching staff, I, you know, it, it makes one – you know, it make me want to come out of retirement sometimes, but I know I, I couldn't take a hit right now. I could probably run routes and stuff, but and catch the ball, but as far as taking a hit, I don't think I can do that right now. But um, I, I think we'll be okay. I, I really do. I really do. But you bring up an interesting point, Jamel. You know, South Carolina's receivers were kind of a question mark going into this year. As it's progressed through the season, you know, Josh Van has shown himself off to be pretty good. Uh, yes. you know, Jalen Brooks seems to be coming on a little bit better. And E.J. Jenkins uh, did very well during the Troy game. Maybe he wasn't used as much in the Tennessee game. But overall, there's been two things, Jamel. One is that they seem to be sending the same group of receivers out there, for better or for worse. And second, no matter who it is, there's been a lot of cases of the drops. So the first question is, what do you think about that starting group of receivers right now? Josh Fan, on Joyner, and Jalen Brooks. You know, with that, I'm not saying they're they're these outstanding playmakers, but they you do have some playmaker ability in that. Um, 
and as far as the drop balls, that that's just a lack of concentration, you know. I, we, but we all drop balls. Um, I, I even know I, I can recall back to my junior year, and it still hunt me, where we went 0 and 11, and we I I, I want to say it was Vanderbilt we were playing. We were playing somebody that we were supposed to win. It was, it was Vanderbilt game. Yes, 11 and 10, I, I believe. Pass. Yes, yeah. fourth. Oh, that, and I still think about that to this day. Um, and it, it happens, but it's how you're going to react to it um, and, and make up for it. Um, and, and again, we have some good receivers. I, you know, I, you know, a lot of people say we don't have any playmakers, and I've heard that from several people, but sometimes I don't feel like we've had the opportunity to, to make those type of plays. But we have, you know, like you said, we have had some where they've dropped balls, and that comes, that comes with the game. But you can't you have to be consistent on catching the ball and and if if we they can't be consistent on catching the ball we need to find some more receivers that we have in the lineup here to right. to try to just give them a chance to see and and yeah. more than likely you'll be surprised some of them that's sitting on the bench are the ones that you really need to be going to in terms of, of drills and, and building that concentration on catching the ball, Jermaine, what's the most important thing to trying to get past that? Is it is it more of a mental thing or just you got to go out there and practice more on your own so that you don't drop a future pass? It's more of a mental thing. They 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 it's more of a mental thing. And the only reason why I say that is because they were good enough to get to that level, to the college level, collegiate level, a D one school. So it was something that a coach saw in in that that athlete to make him come to the University of South Carolina. So my thing is, it's, it's all mentally. Um, and, and it's just, you know, focusing and, and, and focusing on, you know, it's eye and hand coordination. And, and that's just something you have to have. You know, even I tell my receivers now, you know, a lot of them say, well, coach, he threw it too high, he threw it too low. And my, my philosophy is if you get two hands on the ball, it's your job to come down with the ball. Every ball is not going to be perfect. Um, and that's just something, you know, I always that was something that was drilled in my head. And I've all I've always had that philosophy. So yeah, it's it's mental, it's more mental. Getting to your career, Carolina, Jamel, something I've always wanted to ask you. You know, Eric down here, he had a podcast called The Fade, produced a mini documentary about the fade. You're the guy that caught the pass. When are you gonna start benefiting on some of this stuff, you know? <laughs> It's, it's so funny. It's, we talk about that all the time. And and it's so funny. Me and Eric Kimmery talked about this. And, um, I, you know, it, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm that humble type person. I, I don't like all that attention. Um, I, I'm just not that of a, that attention person. Um, but he, <laughs> you know, he, he, he still to this day, you know, say that I, I've made him who he was. And I was like, <laughs> well, if the tables returned, I feel like you made me who I am today. Um, you know, because you threw the pass to me, you get, you trusted me to throw the ball to. So of course, you know, it, it's just a teammate thing. And it's something that I, I celebrated to with him. I said, but your thing was, if he didn't call that route, it probably wouldn't have came to me. Um, but he, and, and for the people out there that don't know, he, he really called that route and, mm -hmm. and he threw it. He really did. <laughs> And obviously to the audience, if you guys don't know, you know, the, the fade, one of the most uh, famous passes in USC history, uh, Gamecocks against Mississippi State in 2000. Phil Petty goes down with a sprained ankle. Eric Kimmery, who had not played much, if at all, his career. <laughs> yes. For one play on fourth down, 
takes one step and throws it down the sideline. And this guy I'm talking to right here jumps up over the defensive back, catches it, and rolls right into the end zone. Jamel, I've got a picture of that somewhere where the D-back didn't ever left his feet. I think he was looking straight across while you're above his head. What do you remember about the coverage on that play? Well, I knew it was going to be a man coverage or they was going to drop him in cover three, but I knew for sure it was going to be man uh, the way they was playing. It was fourth down. He felt like um, he, you know, he was trying to, he was trying not to let me go inside. For some reason, I don't know why he thought we was running a slant route, but <laughs> he was playing the inside coverage. And, and I got, of course, I got the outside release on him. And actually we were always taught to throw your hands out at the last minute. And and that's honestly what I done. At the last minute, I put my arms out. He never knew the ball was in the air. And it was just, you know, me just being calm, running down the sideline, and the ball was in the air. I never stuck my arms out to the last minute. And believe it or not, it actually didn't hit me in my hands. It hit me on my forearm, and it rolled mm. to my hand, wow. um, which which was the craziest thing. But, um, but yeah, it, it happened, and, and I'm glad it happened. And, and it, it you know, that, that was something that, you know, it, it's memorable, um, and it, it's going to stick with me for the rest of my life, I can't, because everybody brings that up. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, it's, it's got to be better than another player, right? I mean, nobody wants to remember about a loss, right? So, oh, no, not at all. How many times do, do the, kids you, do the kids you coach these days, do you show it to them? Do they ask you about it? I mean, have they seen it on YouTube or anything? It's funny. I don't talk about a lot of my football career. Um, it'd be other coaches that bring it up. Uh, just like recently, someone was talking about my freshman year there, you know, uh, catching 10 touchdowns my freshman yeah. year. Um that was something else brought up by another coach. And I, I just, you know, I, I try to let them shine. I, like I say, I'm, I'm that humble person that don't like that much attention and, and try to just let everybody else around me grab that attention. <laughs> <laughs> Jamel, let me read some numbers to you. So first of all, you redshirted 96, played from 97 to 2000. Mm-hmm. Eighth on the career catches yard chart. Finished ninth on the career yardage chart. Finished – Fourth, tied for fourth on the career touchdowns chart. That, to me, is one of the greatest receivers in South Carolina history. Yet, when I ask other folks, hey, who's the, the best receiver you ever saw? They're saying Sidney and Kenny and Alshon, Sterling. I mean, those guys deserve it, too, but I think you deserve it as well. Do you feel always or a little overlooked about your career at South Carolina and your place among the greats? Well, I appreciate you saying that, but <laughs> I, I don't. I, those guys were great, they, and they were great. Um and, you know, they played in the league and, and, and so far on. And, you know, I, I wish them the best of luck um, in everything they do because we're, we're all family. You know, they we all from the same family. So, but, you know, I, I, I don't I, – you know, I, I hear that all the time. Um, it's another podcast I was up on here in, in the upstate, and, and that was something they mentioned. And, and he put – they had this long list, of course, all the guys you just named. And, of course, I only had two <laughs> – two votes of it, you know, which I'm, I'm, I was excited that I had two votes, you know, just <laughs> to be in, you know, my name to be mentioned with those. Um, but, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, I, I've planned my time to play and, 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 you know, life moves on, you know, I'm married with my new beautiful wife and, and my daughter's grown and I'm, I'm just living life. Just blessed <laughs> to be here. I remember talking to you probably last year or two years ago when Brian Edwards was finishing up his career. Brian obviously ended his career as the leader 
in catches and receiving yards. But a lot of people still don't mention him because sometimes the teams he played on didn't have very good records. Did you ever talk to him during his college career since you guys had kind of the same path where you, you had a really good year and yours was at the end, but, you know, in between there were kind of off, off seasons in terms of wins? No, I, I, I've, I've, I've introduced myself and met him at a football game. But um, other than that, yeah, we, we didn't have too much conversation because he was trying to stay focused on the game, which sure. I, and that's what I was allowing him to do. So it, it wasn't too much. We, you know, shoot the breeze here and there, but it wasn't too much. Every time I'm down there, it was for them, for the game, just to support them. You mentioned the 10 touchdowns your freshman year in 97. That's still tied for, uh, I think, third on the single-season touchdown list. What's the most memorable one you remember from that year? The most were probably the first one, <laughs> just scoring that touchdown. Um, just getting those jitterbugs out, you know, the just going out there and playing to say I can I've scored my first division one touchdown that that was probably the most memorable against Central Florida um that that definitely was um there's probably no other ones the other ones just I was out there doing my job and <laughs> and Anthony Wright was just throwing me the balls which which I still you know would still conversate with him here to this day and 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 he actually sends me some footage which I can't never find, but he finds it um, <laughs> of games that we played. Um, but, you know, I, I, probably it would definitely be the first one to Central Florida. Then in 2000, you got to be on the team that, you know, you guys had gone winless the year before. You go eight and four and win the Outback Bowl in 2000. How special was that for you, especially after going through 98 and 99? That was, that was really special. Um, you know, those two seasons before that was was awful. Um, we didn't, you know, as players, we didn't go anywhere. We were hiding from people. We were we were the laughing stock of the United States. Um, it, it was bad. Uh, and in our senior year, I can remember Cleve Pickney, uh, Cecil Caldwell, and Andre Alfing, uh, which were also co-captains with me. We had a, a team meeting just and discussed, look, we gonna have to do, we we have to win this year. We, we're the laughing stock of, of this this whole college football thing here, and 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 the players bought in, and and Lou Holtz and 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 uh, Skip Holtz, they they did a great job of of just you know motivating us, energizing us to go out there and compete every day. Um, and 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 we didn't think it was gonna be like it was, but we knew we were going to win some more ball games that year. But, yeah, that was outstanding. We had a, a great season that year. Obviously, Coach Holtz was known for engineering, you know, turnarounds wherever he's been, yet he's also known as the guy who really likes to run the football. So I'm sure you were excited when he came in in, in 99, but as a receiver, did you also think, hmm, I, I don't know how my job's going to change day to day? Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because even when he was recruiting me at Notre Dame, that was honestly one of the reasons why I didn't go to Notre Dame was one because he weren't he was not throwing the ball. And mm -hmm. and of course when he came to South Carolina, um, yeah, I I <laughs> I kind of frowned upon it there for and, you know, and then I, he came in and I, I learned his philosophy and we understood where he was coming from and and it took off from there. So um but I, I love Coach Holtz, uh, him, his, especially his son. We, we everybody loves Skip Holtz. Uh, yeah. And I wish him nothing but the best of luck, too. 
Getting back to the Vanderbilt game this weekend, Jamel, uh, looking at it, uh, it uh, like I said, I think it's a game South Carolina should easily win. What do you see from it, and do you have a score prediction? Again, I feel like we'll, we'll go in and win this game. Based, You know, even if we played at Vanderbilt, I feel like we have a better chance winning it at home. Um, mm. And I feel like it'll be probably, I would say, a 10 to a 14 point game. I, I really feel like we gonna come out because we have something to prove. Not not only to to our fans, but to, to themselves. They they gotta put a complete ball game together. Uh defense, I feel like gonna come out and play well. And I feel like the offense will come out and play well. Um and the special teams, I'm not even gonna leave that out too. It that's that's the most important thing. So when you have all three clicking at one time, I, I really feel like we gonna probably score about 28 points. And I think it's going to be about 28 to, to 13 or something like that. That is, is one thing with special teams. Pro football focus this week has rated South Carolina's special teams coordinate or special teams number one in the entire country. Just cannot question what Pete Limbo is doing over there with that unit. But uh, exactly. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think I put in a 31 to 10 uh, pick for USC for this week. And uh, South Carolina's just got to go out there and do it and kind of get themselves back on track. And like I said before the season, these last five games, I was thinking, mm, I, don't, I don't know if Gamecocks will be favored in any of those. Now, situations has changed. I look yeah. at Missouri, Auburn, and Clemson, coincidentally, all the Tigers, and say, yeah, you, you could win those games. I mean, that's just how the, how the game is. So we'll see what happens uh, tomorrow on Saturday. But uh, I think that about wraps us up. I appreciate everybody joining in and, and subscribing to Gamecocks now. We'll have this up on YouTube tomorrow. Jamel, I want to thank you again uh, for, for joining me here. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game tomorrow for South Carolina to get back on the horse. Thank you, and I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. We'll take it easy. And uh, you guys just reach out to me at dcloniger at postedcourier.com if you have any questions. And remember, subscribe to Gamecocks now. It's a two-week free trial. For myself, for the Posted Courier, and for Jamel Kelly, one of South Carolina's greatest all-time receivers, we'll see you on the road. Y'all take care. Appreciate it. Take care.